At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Good show for you today. Jason Weingarten will be on to discuss some baseball, uh, his future bets, the Mets without DeGrom, uh, how he bet the DeGrom injury news, which I think is fascinating. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on futures, masters, baseball. Mets, Yankees, get his thoughts on everything. He's as good as anyone when it comes to baseball. And we're almost there. One day away. We're recording this Wednesday. Thursday is opening day. Although I uh, woke up this morning to news that, and kind of saw this coming, that Yankees Red Sox would be postponed. They will play Friday. They had an open availability on Friday. So looks like it's going to be bad weather tomorrow in New York, all across the Northeast. Weather's always tricky in April, which is uh, why during the lockout, you know, the owners weren't really afraid to miss, you know, first couple weeks, first month, because the weather's bad in April. You know, attendance can be shaky after opening day. So uh, bad weather here the first week of April or so. Yankees already postponed. We'll see if the Mets get their game in tomorrow. Uh, they were supposed to play in Washington Thursday, 4.05. We don't know yet who's going to pitch. I mean, obviously it would be Scherzer if he's healthy. Doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. He had a little hamstring tweak. Nothing serious. Might just be an extra day where he pitches Friday instead of Thursday. Uh, so no, no lineup at that on that game yet. You figure Mets will be favored. Uh, it, it could be McGill. They might go with an opener situation. Uh, they could do McGill just to be the five and then reset it. Everything with Scherzer's the one and just kind of go in, in inverse order in that way. Not a huge difference line wise. I wouldn't think between McGill and a bullpen game. Mets would probably be. You know, minus 135, minus 140 favorites. They'll be favored regardless of who pitches. 
Uh, if it were Scherzer, I think it would be close to you know 190, maybe even minus 200 uh, for the Mets, who will be favored against the Nationals team that is in a total rebuild. I mean, Soto's as good as anybody, and they have Cruz, and they got some young pitchers, but uh, not a good Nationals team. So the Mets will be favored when that line opens up at Bet River Sportsbook. So keep an eye on that. Download the Bet Rivers app. So that is opening day. That's tomorrow. Master starts tomorrow. NBA playoffs around the corner as the seeding starts to take shape, although there's not a lot of shape because these teams are even more bunched after last night, and the Nets win the game, and uh, they don't cover. We said yesterday, 17.5-point favorite for the Nets. It's just ridiculous, although it got a little close at the end. Uh, they were up 10 with like you know two or three minutes to go. You're counting your money if you bet the Rockets. Nets actually got it up to 15 and shot a three with like 45 seconds left. I think it was Edwards who shot it, missed it. Rockets came down and scored and covered. Uh, but the Nets had it, you know, not only did they get the win, but everything broke right for them last night. And, you know, we've kind of ping-ponged back and forth between uh, the Nets are going to be fine and, hey, the Nets might be in some trouble here if they're in the 9-10. I think we're kind of in a situation now, especially if they win tonight and they are at MSG tonight to take on the Knicks where they are laying five uh, at the Garden. They're in a situation here where they got a good chance to run the table. Though I do like the Knicks tonight plus the five. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, they're in a good situation here where they can run the table and even get the seven seed. Forget the eight. They get, they're going to have two chances now to win one game, uh, both of which at home if they win out because the Cavs lose, the Hawks lose to the Raptors, the Hornets get blown out by the Heat. Uh, we had mentioned the past few shows that as bad as it was for the Nets, their schedule is very easy the rest of the way. Meanwhile, you know, the Hornets, the Hawks, even the Cavs, some of their schedules are a little rough, especially the Hornets. So Nets minus five, total 229 at Bet Rivers tonight to take on the Knicks. Uh, I would lean I would lean to the Knicks just because I think the, the Knicks would really take some satisfaction for, you know, playing spoiler here. They've played hard the last, you know, really the last month. Uh, they were terrible out of the All-Star break, but I think they're six and four of their last 10. They've won a lot. They've covered a lot. They've been, I think scrappy is probably the best word. So, I think this line opened six and a half, seven. That was way too many points. Five is a, is more in the range of what it should be. Would still lean towards taking the Knicks. I, I would put a small bet on the Knicks plus five. But it's a game the Nets should win. If they win tonight, they host the Cavs Friday. Well, they're going to host the Cavs Friday regardless of the, if they win tonight or not. But uh, three games left. So at the Knicks tonight, home for the Cavs Friday. And then the layup of all layups Sunday, they host the Pacers, although... Uh, if you've seen the, some of the lineups, the, the Blazers and the Thunder are thrown out there. Maybe it's not the layup of all layups. As some of these teams are just uh, so obviously tanking. It's incredible. But the Nets are in good shape now, 41-38. and 38. Cavs are 43-37. and 37. But remember, the Nets play the Cavs head-to-head -head in Brooklyn, and if they win, they'll control the tiebreaker. Uh, meanwhile, Hawks, same record, 41-38. and 38. Hornets, 40-39. and 39. Nets have a good chance here. Nets have a good chance here to be the seventh seed. Uh, win that first playing game and then be the seven in the main draw. Because remember, if they lost the seven eight game, then they move down to the eight seed. Even if they win, it's kind of confusing. It's a new way of doing things. It's not overly complicated, but uh, definitely a, a new wrinkle where hey, you finish with the seventh best record, but you can be the eight seed and vice versa. Uh, but the Nets are in good shape here. Nets are probably going to be the seven, which would mean. These teams at the top, now, I mentioned yesterday, hey, we're not as afraid of the Nets. We can't really figure out where they're going to go, so why even bother trying to duck them when we can't figure out where they're going to be? Well, now there's a little more clarity, and you know, if you look at the Eastern Conference standings, the Heat 
uh, are in pretty good shape here to be the one. The Heat are going to be the one, you would think. Two-game lead on the Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks, who all have identical 49-30 and 30 records. So Heat, 52-28. and 28. Then you have the Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers, all 49-30. and 30. So... And then you have the Raptors at the five with 46 and 33, the Bulls 45 and 34. With the whole Toronto vaccination thing, who knows whose players can play and who can't? You really, you probably don't want to be the five. You probably don't want to play the five, depending on who you are, you know, and, and your team's vaccination status. Again, that's not something we have all the information on. And you'd rather play the Bulls anyway. The Bulls have played terribly, you know, the second half of the season. So ideally, uh, the Celtics, Bucks, Sixers are going to sit here this last week, these last three games, and say, how do I get to the three spot? Because the three spot, I avoid the Nets, I avoid the Raptors, and I get to play the Bulls. So I kind of have my cake and eat it too, where I play the softest team and I avoid the two teams I want to avoid. So, you know, all things being equal, you don't want to be the two now. I think it's pretty clear, even though, you know, I mentioned yesterday, hey, you can't be deathly afraid of this Nets team. They're small. They're not good defensively. Now that there's more clarity and they're probably going to be the seven, I think you, you make them a big favorite to be the seven. And watch them go out lose tonight to the Knicks and lose Friday to the Cavs, and this is all moot. Uh, again, that's possible. They're only five-point favorites tonight. It's not like they're 15-point favorites. But it looks like you'd have to just handicapping this, and I wonder, I'm sure these teams are doing this to some extent, uh, handicapping where the Nets are going to be. The Nets are probably going to be in the seven, so that means you want to avoid the two. You, you, you want to avoid the two. Now, maybe if you're Milwaukee, you say, you know, we're not afraid of the Nets. And maybe some of these other teams aren't afraid of the Nets. But you know what? You still would rather have an ideal matchup than a, you know, a, than a suboptimal matchup. And that's, you know, if you could play the Bulls or the Nets, who would you rather play? You'd rather play the Bulls 100 times out of 100. So it'll be fascinating because the Celtics play the Bucks I think, tomorrow in Milwaukee. So some of these teams might be really tanking to get out of the two, but you don't want to fall too far down. So kind of a fascinating last three days here. Uh, the Nets are up to plus 800 to win the title at Bet River Sportsbook. It's been interesting. I've been saying all along the number's too short. It's not worth a bet. You know, just play them round by round. Now it's in range where plus 800, I don't know if I'd bet it. I'd still probably go round by round, but now you're getting a situation where, hey, plus 800, you got Durant. You can beat anybody. Uh, again, I, I would avoid it just because of the possibility you played Milwaukee in the first round. So I would still avoid it, but the number has finally shifted and the good numbers are starting to go here on Milwaukee as Milwaukee's now 5-1 to one to win the title. Like, I've been preaching Milwaukee, 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 but I, I haven't really bet it, which is kind of frustrating because watch them go win the title now. So got to do a better job of listening to my own advice. Hopefully some of you guys out there are listening to my advice because the picks have been good. Uh, on the NBA and, and the numbers moved in our direction here, especially in a couple of these things like the Blue Jays. I mentioned like a, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Blue Jays plus 275 to win the American League East was a great bet. It's down under plus 200. So got to be a little smarter listening to myself here and not just not just talking. I got to don't just talk about it. Be about it. Uh, Bucks plus 500 to win it all. Bucks plus 250 to win the East. Nets plus 350 to win the East. Uh, as we run down the odds here at Bet River Sportsbook. So the Bucks are the favorite, plus 250 to come out of the East. Nets plus 350 are the second favorite, which is still kind of crazy. Celtics plus 450, as are the Heat. Uh, and then the Sixers plus 500, Raptors 30 to 1, Bulls 30 to 1. And the Nets are 8 to 1 to win the title. So this is really the longest odds we've seen on the Nets uh, so far, which I think is a reaction to the last couple weeks and how they've been playing. But again, last night things kind of broke their way where. Uh, they got a really good chance here 
to be the seven, kind of easily get in the playoffs. If he can play the Cavs in the seven eight game, uh, you're going to be in, you're going to win that game. You're going to be seven eight point favorites depending on who's healthy for the Cavs. Because remember, Mobley and Allen are both hurt, uh, and they just lost to Orlando last night. So the Nets have a good chance here to be the seven, which means you don't really want to be the two. Maybe Milwaukee steps up and says, hey, we'll be the two. We don't care. We're champions. We beat them last year. We're bigger than the Nets. We're tougher than the Nets. There's probably some truth to that. But Sixers, Celtics, these other team, these other two teams, not sure they want to be the two, all things considered, which you know is interesting because if you have division bets, the Sixers and the Celtics are deadlocked right now. So, you know, it's funny as a Sixers better, if you bet the Sixers to win the division, you want the Sixers to win the division, but they might not want to win the division. They might say, you know what? We'll rather be the three. We'd even rather be the four. We'll take our chances with Toronto. We just don't want the two. I think you're going to see some tanking out of the two here, at least from the Sixers and Celtics. It'll be fascinating to watch these next three games, you know, what kind of lineups these teams throw out there. So be careful betting these games the last three uh, three games or so. If you're betting the Sixers, betting the Celtics, saying, all right, they're playing this team and they're much better. Well, they might be, but they might not have any interest in winning. They might be more interested in losing. So... A lot of moving parts, but a little more clarity after last night where it looks like the Nets, uh, and again, this could all be erased by a loss tonight or a loss Friday to the Cavs, but I think the Nets are probably going to go 3-0 and here, get the seventh spot, win that spot, and, and be the seven in the main draw. Although I do like the Knicks plus five tonight. I do think that that'll be a competitive game. Nets have not covered. Nets, Nets struggle to get stops against anybody in, in you know, the Knicks. Like I said, they don't care about lottery balls. They've played hard this last month or so. They've been scrappy. They beat Orlando by a million points the other night. So uh, Knicks plus five is a play tonight. Really just a fascinating last uh, three or four days to the NBA season as we kind of see these teams tip their hand of what they want, what they don't want. They can't kind of, you know, they can't really control their seating, but they can kind of, you know, duck their way out of the two if possible. So uh, a lot going on in terms of that. We'll get to Jason Weingarten in a second, but just wanted to mention quickly a couple of specials here at Bet Rivers. Luka Doncic, plus 235 to record a triple-double tonight versus the Pistons. We gave him out last week. He was plus 450, I think, to get one against the Lakers, and he did it. So uh, that's an interesting one. And then they have a special on Spieth, plus 450 to finish top five at the Masters. And Tiger, plus 350 to finish top 10 at the Masters. As we get the news yesterday that Tiger will be participating, and you know, on one hand, I, would, I at first I was like, you know what, he's going to miss the cut. I'm looking to bet against him, but you wouldn't think he's not going to take the course. He's not going to, you know, tee off if he's really in bad shape and going to go out there and embarrass himself. So you got to figure he's in pretty good shape here if he's taking the course. If he's good enough to go, if he's good enough to play, you figure he'll play decently. So plus three fifty to come in top ten. Uh, that is a special here at Bet Rivers. When we come back, Jason Weingarten on MLB Futures. He made an interesting Cy Young bet right after the DeGrom news. He's got some futures you want to hear about. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. No more football? No problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast, with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
All right, we are back with New York City Cast, Bet River Sportsbook. A day away, MLB season is here or just about. And to discuss that, there is nobody better than our next guest. He is back, Jason Weingarten. Jason, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Good morning. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I'm just uh, recovering from Bet Bash, getting my uh, my voice back. I talk I talk to more people for more time than uh, I think I have in the last two years. I think Gil said on the show yesterday it was funny to just be around you because people would just scream at you. They wouldn't even say hi. They would just scream Otani or different bets at you. Is that kind of the experience? What the experience was like? Yeah, it's kind. I mean. I'm glad I had some friends there with me, like non-betting friends who came into town. I'm glad I had some friends there with me who were kind of able to see, you know, what it was like. Just because I wouldn't have necessarily believed it if I was conveying it back to people that weren't there. So I'm glad there were witnesses that can confirm that these things actually happened. You know, it was uh, it was it was nice. It was nice to be around people who uh, who said, "Oh yeah, I listened to the podcast. I listened to you on Vison. I love your stuff. I'm you know, you made me money. Uh, you know, it, it was all nice stuff. It's just just you know, across the board, it was nice stuff. Yeah, it is cool. I don't know if you're the same way, but any anytime I get a message like that, you, you're I don't know, surprised for some reason. Like I, I don't know, it, it's hard to conceptualize who listens, how many people listen. So anytime you get a message that you know people are listening or uh, you know, people are tailing along. It, it does. It is nice, and it does feel good. And it's kind of surprising in a way. You know how many people you're reaching because you don't. We don't really know. We're just kind of you know speaking into the universe. We don't really get a lot of feedback in terms of you know uh, you know how many people are listening or or who's listening, things like that. Yeah, it's it's very cool. You know, I, I appreciate when people say nice things and reach out. I, I like talking to people about baseball, so you know I get to do what I like and. I had a great time at Bat Bash. I, I think the the third one will even exceed the second one. Do you have before we get into the baseball stuff? Do you have any story, any shareable stories for our audience? Uh shareable stories. I uh, I met Chris Bruno, who had been on uh, Spanky's Be Better Better's podcast. It was one of my favorite episodes, where he talked about how he learned to bet first innings. And I at one of the cocktail parties, I talked to him for like an hour, maybe. You know, and we were just talking about baseball props and, and how, how I do it and how he does it. And Gil was there listening. And a couple, like I said, a couple of my friends were there listening. And I, I said afterwards, like, what you just heard was basically like a, a graduate level discussion of baseball props, you know. And Gil agreed. He said it was, it was you know, fascinating to, to listen to two people like that talk. And I had a great time. There's, there's a guy named Fats there who... Uh, Used to be a big mover in Vegas, and uh, I got to spend a bunch of time with him. And every story he had was was better than the last story. Um, we both had Cooper Cup two hundred to one last year for the MVP, so we, you know, I connected with him over that. We both agreed that that was absolutely the right bet and should have won. And uh, I spent a lot of time with Dink, uh, the legendary Dink. Um, he was he was cool. I, I loved uh, spending time with him. Uh, Roxy Roxborough, I got to talk to Chris Andrews, uh, Richie Baclieri. Uh, basically, it, it reminded me of being at one of the early Sloan conferences in the sense that uh, you were able to basically get one-on-one -on -one time and talk to people about whatever you wanted. It was a small enough conference that, you know, like I wanted to meet Richard Munchkin. I talked to Richard Munchkin, you know. Uh, just everybody I wanted to talk to, I, I was able to basically have you know, personal conversations with. And 
I got to meet up with people I haven't seen in two years or five years. And, you know, every, I really just have positive things to say across the board. It, it was a good, it was a good weekend, you know, betting wise, personal, you know, wise, you know, hopefully, hopefully everyone else had as good a time as I did. Uh, I've been meaning to ask this a while. You, you hit on it in the beginning there. You mentioned the first inning bets and how to bet first innings. I know you're a big yes score first inning. Uh, can you summarize that conversation and kind of your philosophy on betting first innings for baseball? Because that's become, I feel like that's become a popular prop. I don't know, the last year or so, I saw more and more people on Twitter, you know, no run first inning, yes run first inning. That's, you know, it's a fun early sweat. It, it's, a, it's a fun bet. So what's kind of your philosophy on the first inning bets? Well, it's basically a numbers thing. Um... I'm just pricing it versus the market and uh, typically I can find value versus what the, the market is and it's not an every game thing. It used to be much easier where you could, you know, practically bet the board every single day. Um, now I, I don't do the, uh, I don't do, do it the same way. Um, but I'm basically just pricing it myself and trying to beat the market price. So um, just at this point, it's from several years and, and I say several, I mean, like, trying to think when I started doing it, like, 2012, almost 10 years ago. Um, a lot of it's just kind of priced from memory at this point. I, I can just do it in my head very quickly. So um, it's just basically a, uh, just props betting at this point for me. It's just like I look at the price. I make a price. I click some buttons. <clears throat> It's not very what exciting. goes into your price? What what goes into your price? Um, Obviously the pictures. Well, it's 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 very uh, it, it's actually very simple how how I get to the the prices. Um, I don't necessarily want to go too deep into it because you know I know a lot of uh, you know people listen to to a lot of the stuff I say these days, but uh, I'll, I'll just say that it's 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 not particularly complex and like a lot of things in gambling. I think that people think that you have to have incredibly sophisticated models and that things need to be incredibly complex to be successful. But a lot of times, you know, things are pretty straightforward and they're actually uh, pretty easy. So, you know, don't don't overthink these things is my advice. And you're more of a yes guy usually, right? Usually, but it's all determined by the market. You know, if, if the market... Swat switched and I was getting value on the no, I'd bet the no every day. Um, you know, it really, really just depends where you're getting the value. And with with the pricing being 30 and 40 cent lines most of the time, you're, you're more likely to find the value on the yes. But, but it doesn't mean you're only going to find value on yes. It just means you have to understand what you're looking for. All right. Uh, let's get into it in terms of the, the, uh, the season here because – for Met fans, unfortunate news. I did a podcast Thursday with uh, Jeff Parles of Gill Show. And, boy, we were all excited about the Mets. I had him over. He was all excited about him. Cautiously optimistic. But then a couple hours later, uh, DeGrom, the tight shoulder, reevaluated in a month. Pretty much same thing as last year. Uh, I guess my first question would be, any corresponding bets to the DeGrom news? You know, Atlanta to win the division. Some of these other teams under the Mets to win the division. Uh, any sort of, you know, prop award market you can bet any sort of uh, corresponding bets when you heard the DeGrom news yeah after the DeGrom news uh Circa moved him to 60 to 1 for Cy Young so I actually bet DeGrom at 60 to 1 after that move 
because even if he misses a month or six weeks or even eight weeks of the season, that's still enough for him to win Cy Young. Um, like if you were to put it like on a graph or a chart or whatever, DeGrom is so much above every other pitcher in baseball. So he can still win the Cy Young with the time he's projected to miss. I'm also not super excited about the shortened spring training and that it's going to give pitchers some injuries. Pitchers aren't going to be stretched out early. So I don't think these early games and early innings are going to hurt a lot of the guys who are out um, as much as being injured later in the season might be. So DeGrom could easily come back and win the Cy Young. I was happy to get 60 to 1 on something that'll likely never touch 60, you know, anytime and during the season if he's healthy. But uh, yeah, after that, I mean, I took Ranger Suarez 125 to 1 because uh, Scott Seidenberg convinced me that that was a good bet. Um, he, I bet that after the, uh, DeGrom was out. And then. I think I took Julio Urias, but I'm not I'm not super excited about that bet. I just thought, you know, he was coming off a 20-win season, and he uh, he's a good pitcher. I, could th- I think he's uh, one of the few guys who, who can reach, you know, 180-plus inning threshold still. Uh, how about this Met team without DeGrom here? Uh, I mean, he's still got Scherzer, who it looks like he's going to be good to go Friday. <clears throat> Sounds like, you know, he's dealing with a hamstring that's not too serious. And you have Bassett, so that's a pretty good one, too. You know, the lineup's pretty good. Uh, look, I, I think if Mets fans, if you can tell them right now you get DeGrom back July 1st, July 15th, and you have him healthy the rest of the year, uh, you know, they could survive that. How do you handicap this Mets team uh, without DeGrom? Without DeGrom, it's, uh, it's, it's less interesting to me, and they become a worse playoff team. Uh, yeah. This team is built for playoff baseball. It's built to face Scherzer and DeGrom twice in the playoffs. So if you're telling me we're not getting DeGrom in the playoffs, I'm much more concerned. I'm le- much less interested. But I think DeGrom will be back and healthy before then. So, uh, you know. It's a good team. I don't think this is a great team. I think they're they're investing money and in trying to improve, but you know, it, it takes a long time to build an organization like the Dodgers and this organization unfortunately is probably still several years away from, you know, reaching that top tier. Yeah, uh, you're more confident than I am. I just think, look, he, he, last time he threw a pitch was July 7th, and we went through this last year where, you know, he'll be reevaluated in a couple weeks, and a couple weeks goes by and he'll be reevaluated again. It just, uh, at some point, you got to be concerned. He's in his, what, mid 30s now? At some point, you got to be concerned. Like, the, are these injuries going away? Can he ever be healthy for, you know, a, a six month consecutive stretch? I, I, I would think that's a fair concern at this point for DeGrom. Yeah, I mean, it's a concern. He did pitch in spring training. But uh, and great too. I, he looked great. Yeah, he looked fine. He looked looked excellent. Um, I think the the latest understanding I have of his current injury is that when treated correctly, it it's not going to pop up again. So okay. I think it's just an issue of of you know having the proper treatment and you know moving forward from there. Okay. Um, now the Mets, they were like twenty to one before Thanksgiving before they signed Scherzer. They make all these moves. They go down, you know, eleven to one, twelve to one. This move brings them down to seventeen to one. Is any interest in jumping in at seventeen to one? If you think you know what, Degrom would be back, 
Uh, you know, things you mentioned, you have a playoff series with DeGrom, Scherzer, even Bassett's pretty damn good. Uh, any interest in that number? No, not really. I like the Braves. I like the Phillies. I even like the Nationals. Uh, I think the Marlins have a good pitching staff. The uh, the Mets just don't do it for me. And it's it's it doesn't mean they're not going to win 80 games or even 85 games, but just I, I, I'd rather have the DeGrom number. And that's it. You know, if if the if they're going to be good, if the Mets are going to be good this year, it likely means DeGrom's going to come back and pitch incredibly well, you know, after missing the first month or two of the season. Yeah. And I've, I've mentioned this in previous shows. If you're going to bet futures, you got to think now, unless you're a top two seed, you got an extra round of playoffs to go through. It's going to be that two out of three, then the division round. Uh, then the AL NLCS, and then the World Series. So you really got to win four series unless you're a top two seed. So you got to price that sort of into your numbers when looking at futures. Yeah, definitely. Um, any any takeaways from spring training? Anyone that looked, you know, better than you expected, not as good as you thought? Uh, any you know specific players that you know really jumped out at you in terms of spring training? Uh, Julio Rodriguez looked fantastic every time I watched him. I you know I'm I love Julio Rodriguez. That's that's nothing new to anybody who's listened to me. C.J. Abrams really stood out. He's likely going to make the uh, opening day Padres roster. I think the only reason they haven't announced it yet is because they were uh, they were contemplating a trade with the Indians for uh, Jose Ramirez if he did not sign an extension. I think the uh, the Indians or the Guardians would have traded him this week so i'm guessing that the the padres had had some discussion centered around a package with cj abrams for uh jose ramirez and that fell through so he'll probably be on the opening day roster wouldn't surprise me uh the marlins marlins had some pitchers that looked pretty good max meyer not not in the starting rotation to start the season but i thought he looked great um, Alcantara, uh, Jesus Lazardo all looked good. Uh, Shohei Otani obviously still looks great. And uh, Bobby Miller, I don't know if I mentioned him, the, the Dodgers pitcher. He was throwing Nasty. 100 last night. Oof. He's not even on the 40-man roster. He's in double-A, and he's, you know, he could probably step right into the rotation if the Dodgers needed it. I'm in a dynasty league. Is he a sleeper? Is he a guy you should pick up or he's not going to? Yeah, if you're in a dynasty league, he should probably be owned. Okay. I'm on it. I'm on it. How, uh, new rules. I, I've seen articles about humidors. Um, you know, Eno Saris, I think works for the athletic had an article about the balls being different, something about the 2020 balls or, or something like that. Anything in terms of the rules or, you know, early in the year that you're lo looking at that we need to know in terms of, you know, betting totals or just, you know, some of these, the, the new format just in general with some of these uh, more obscure sort of settings here for baseball. I'm going to need to read that Eno Saris article. Um, I've been looking for information on the balls myself. So, you know, that's that's something I still need to do with a day a day to go before the season. Uh, but it was my understanding that uh, humidifiers are being used at every stadium now. So the balls should, uh, in theory, be a little less harder to, or a little more hard to uh, hit out, theoretically. So good for unders, uh, 
any other sort of you know, I don't know if it's going to be good for unders because I'm not sure that pitching is going to be at 100% start the season. So we're going to get some crazy numbers to start. It wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of games fly over. Yeah, that was my next question. How do you bet early in the season, specifically this season? I guess, I guess you make a, a good point in terms of these pitchers not being built up and abbreviated spring training. Uh, what are some of your, you know, sort of rules or tendencies the first week of the season? You know, bet a lot of unders, bet a lot of overs. You know, the weather in the Northeast can be a factor. Cold weather, does that help hit hitters more, pitchers more? What are so, sort of your philosophies, you know, opening day, the first few days uh, of the season here? I mean, my main and only really big philosophy is that it's a really long season, so you don't have to go out of your way to kind of go crazy the first couple days or the first series. So I'm happy to kind of scale into baseball the first week, especially with the Masters this weekend. Not in a hurry to rush out and bet overnights. Like today I have little interest in betting any of the opening lines for opening day. Um, I just like to remind people, like I said, that it's, you know, there's baseball every day, April, May, June, July, August, September, you know, you don't have to get all your baseball betting in tomorrow or this weekend. It's There's going to be plenty of time to bet baseball. Lines are up for tomorrow. So nothing uh, nothing jumps out for you tomorrow, pretty much? Nah, I mean, I, I looked at a couple games, but I can't even really tell you. Like, I haven't even seen listed pitchers yet. Um, how about anything in terms of awards? I know you're in on Otani. Any sort of... Uh, awards that are still bettable uh, in terms of, you know, either Cy Young, MVP, Rookie of the Year. You mentioned Abrams. Looks like some of these rookies are going to get called up, which is good. Rodriguez made the team. Torkelson made the team. Witt made the team, which is good for baseball. You know, these guys are, are obviously really talented. Uh, any sort of uh, awards bets that you would still recommend? Well, so the guys I like the most are Julio Rodriguez and C.J. Abrams, but the best numbers on those guys are long gone. Uh if you have a book that has Josh Lowe listed, or Josh Lau, I think it's Lau, um, the uh, the Rays traded Austin Meadows to the Tigers last week, opening a spot for Lau to be in the starting lineup, you know, play outfield relatively every day, um, or as much as he, you know, if he plays well, he'll, he'll be an everyday starter. Uh, he's a 2020 sort of guy. He has 2020 potential, which, you know, is kind of a, a good good number to have in a rookie race but uh the thing that attracted me to him is he's available he was available 100 to 1 and 90 to 1 at a bunch of places now it's down mostly to the 60s and even lower you know there's shops that have gone even lower but um you know one of the things i like to bet on is day one starting players so you know, he fits that profile and he's doing it on a good team. So, you know, batting leadoff today in the last exhibition game, too. Tampa, they got more guys named Low and Lau than I've ever seen. They had Nate Lau, they have Brandon Low, and now they've got Josh Low. I mean, it's, yeah, this is Nate's, Nate's brother. Oh, it is. Oh, then it is Lau. I didn't know that. And Nate's on Texas now, right? Yeah, he, uh, he got traded to Texas because they ran out of uh, roster spots. Interesting. Uh, any division bets, division winner bets? I bet the Phillies at 4-1. to one, That was really the biggest one of all the, the, the wide widely available numbers out there. I actually bet some Padres plus 325 as well, just in the event that, you know, the Dodgers somehow 
don't uh, don't get out of their own way like they did last year with the Giants. But I think this is a better Dodgers team than it was last year. Yeah, there were some 96 and a halfs on the Dodgers, and I, I tend to lean more towards unders when betting these season win totals, but that 96 and a half was a bad number. I took the over on that, and I think it's up to uh, 97 and a half, 98 and a half now. So you figure, I mean, a lot went wrong for them last year, and they still won, I think, what, 100 games, 100 plus games. So it'd be hard. Usually the best team wins around 100 games. So I, I would think the over the Dodgers is probably still a good play. Yeah, I. Uh... I saw the Dodgers win total today. I was looking through some stuff, but I never, uh, never got around to betting it. I'm, I think, with a number that high, I'll probably just pass this year. Any other season win total bets? Or that's not really your thing. I have a couple. I mean, I faded. I faded the A's at every number I could yeah. get. Um, I bet under on the Padres. I mean, not Padres, Pirates. I'm uh, very unimpressed with the Pirates organization, and I could tell they're uh, they're not trying very hard. And I'm on the fence with Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore, it's I know they're building something in the minors, you know, and they have a bunch of players in the pipeline. But in the meantime, you know, they're not getting much better year over year, and. I don't really know what's to like about Baltimore. If it was up to me, we probably would have relegated them already. Yeah, uh, I'm on the under. I just think improving by 10 or 11 wins is really tough in that division. When you look at the Yankees are still the Yankees. The Rays won 100 games last year. Toronto's really good. Uh, and Boston was, you know, games, you know, two games away from the World Series. They were in Game Six of the ALCS. That's 72 games against those four teams. That's that's a, a lot to ask to, to expect, you know, a 10-11 game improvement uh, with that kind of schedule. Yeah, very much. I mean, it's it's a lot to ask for, like you said. Uh, any Yankee-related bets? Uh, Yankee-related bets. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have a single one, actually, unfortunately. Nothing. What's your just general outlook for them? I think they are 91 and a half here, Bet River Sportsbook, around two to one to win the division. Obviously, a top heavy roster, you know, Cole, Stanton, Judge. Uh, you know, you worry about, you know, three, four, five starters, things like that. You worry about Judge and Stanton staying healthy. What's your just kind of general outlook here on the Yankees? I'm sure they'll trade for a pitcher before the trade deadline. Um, you just never know with the Yankees who they're going to acquire, but. Uh, they're not my favorite team this year. They're not. They're not close to uh, what I what I'm interested in. Yeah, I thought they. I mean, they really missed some opportunities to add. You know, Seager, Correa, Freeman. I mean, this team is worth. They're worth one and a half times what the Dodgers are worth. I just saw recently they're worth six billion dollars. The Dodgers are worth four, and you know they got Donaldson. They got Kiner Falefa. I mean, they had all this talent available, and you know, really just they're, they're not as aggressive as they used to be. I know they signed Cole a couple of years ago, but last year they did nothing. They signed Corey Kluber for 10 million bucks. It's just not, you know, growing up in the you know late nineties, mid nineties, they, they used to be in or got every guy. It's just not how they operate anymore. Yeah, it's true. Um, masters, anything in terms of the masters before we get you out of here? Just some, uh, some top tens. Mostly I have like Cameron Young, 10 to one, Luke list, nine to one. Joaquin Neiman, four to one. Uh, Tayaka, what's his name? Uh, I have to look it up. The the other Japanese golfer, not Hideki Matsuyama. I have him thirty three to one for a top ten. 
All right. And did you did you say any outrights? I thought you had a few outrights. Tiger. I Tiger. Mean, okay. Yeah, it's not not a really good one, but I bet a little bit on Tiger just because it's Tiger Woods, you know. How do you think he'll do? Uh, make the cut, miss the cut. Uh, I think it's about you know minus one fifteen either way here. Any sort of feeling on how he'll do? My sense is he wouldn't go out there if he you know he thought he was going to embarrass himself. My, he must be in pretty good shape. Uh, he must feel pretty good to even give this a go here. Any kind of you know instinct on, on how Tiger performs this weekend? Yeah, I think uh, like you said, he wouldn't be out here if he wasn't healthy enough to play. Um, I don't think he would allow himself, allow himself to drop up, drop out of the top twenty. You know, just at the like, I, I think he's more competitive than than that, but. I could also see him missing the cut. He hasn't looked great in the last four or five events or even longer. So sooner or later, he's just going to have to perform. Well, it's a great day. We got the Masters starting tomorrow. We got opening day. Uh, pretty soon, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, NFL draft. So it's a great time of the year. Jason, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, I know everyone always loves your appearances on these. So appreciate you coming on. Nice talking to you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's fun. All right, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Jason Weingarten. Uh, excited for opening day, excited for the Masters. Fun couple of days, fun couple of weeks ahead with NBA playoffs, Masters, opening day. Baseball is back. And, you know, one thing about baseball, once it's back, it's back for good. It's back every day. Uh, you know, it's not like, you know, NFL where you get a game and you got to wait wait another week for your favorite team to play. You get games every day. So good time of the year. NFL draft right around the corner. So a lot to do in the next coming days, coming weeks. Excited for it. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.